0: You're listening to The Profession's Greatest Physical Therapist, Their Past, Our Future Podcast. We're your hosts, Ethan Mitchell and Joey Stewart, first year physical therapy students at Angelo State University. This is the podcast that is made to inspire pre-PTs, SPTs, and current physical therapists to become the greatest versions of themselves, physically, mentally, academically, financially, and spiritually. Let's get into it. And welcome to The Profession's Greatest Physical Therapist, Their Past, Our Future Podcast. This is Ethan with my co-host, Joey Stewart. And we have an awesome guest on today with us. His name is Dr. Atkins. He is our professor. He's taught us immense amounts of anatomy, biomechanics. He does his own research and um, tells lots of jokes during class, too. Don't forget life lessons. Life lessons, Plenty of of life lessons already. I try. I try. Yeah. Well, Dr. Atkins, would you mind uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, your pathway to becoming faculty at Angelo State, as well as physical therapist?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so my name's Dr. Lee Atkins. Uh, Let's see. So, I became a physical therapy professor here at Angelo State University. I I started here in 2016. Um, Let's see to get there. So, I guess I should go all the way back to PT school, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So for me, I I attended PT school here at Angelo State. Um, I got my master's degree in physical therapy in in 2008. Uh, From there, I worked for about two years and uh, decided to go back to school to to pursue a PhD. And so I enrolled in the PhD program at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. And um, I studied rehabilitation science. And uh, with an emphasis on clinical biomechanics, and so I graduated from there in 2016, and got hired
0: here, and have been here ever since. Yeah, Yeah, really cool. Thanks for letting us know a little bit about your story. Yeah. I'm curious, what pulled you into academia?
1: So I think okay, I'll tell you what. So like at the time, I've always enjoyed school. I've always liked school, and at the time, I was working as a as a relatively new PT, and I was working with. Patients that had patellofemoral pain, and and I was just really uh, kind of just confounded, like by their their lack of response to, to what I was doing, you know. And I remember, gosh, I would ask other PTs, like, what what else would I try with these patients, and and what could I do, you know, that 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 I haven't been doing, and stuff that wasn't in the book or wasn't in my notes, and everything that I was trying just had virtually no effect for these folks, and they were all. At the time, I remember the patients that I had that had patellofemoral pain, they were all really healthy, otherwise healthy individuals, very active, and I just, they they were not responding to what I had been taught to do from a treatment standpoint, and so it was really confounding, really bothered me as a clinician, and at the same time, I was interested in in going back and and learning how to, to conduct research and how to perform research, and like, I remember uh, one of my mentors. I was t- asking about, you know, what should I, you know, getting some advice on on pursuing a PhD, and he recommended that I attend this patellofemoral pain research retreat. At the time, and it was the very first one. And what it is, it's held every two years, and it's a some of the best researchers in the world that study patellofemoral pain. They meet, and um, that year they met in Baltimore, Maryland. And I took off work and I went up there. They let me attend, even though I wasn't technically a researcher, and I got to see them and, and and really see how passionate they were about you know the work they were doing and it was just a very nice group of people that were very inviting and i just you know made up my mind at that point that's when i really decided i want to go back i want to get my phd i want to do this and like i said i've always loved school i've always loved to learn and and i'm um, really passionate about it so i think it just was kind of natural for me to to go get my phd and pursue that so
0: yeah that's that's really awesome i mean i think as a pt it's very important very good quality to have to like love learning be passionate about learning so yeah yeah. it never ends it never ends for sure Sure thing and in your phd you went on to do a lot more research with uh the patel femoral pain right yeah exactly you you did a dissertation Mm -hmm. on that
1: correct absolutely yep that's what i studied and that's kind of my area of, of expertise if you will and so it's kind of what i'm really passionate about clinically, but it also happens to be what my, my research kind of interests really revolve around is yeah. the, the patellofemoral joint. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk a
0: little bit more about like, uh, the findings from your dissertation with Yeah, pain? yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so
1: for my dissertation,
0: one of the things I wanted to look
1: at was I wanted to, to examine or to explore kind of this landing task and, and people with patellofemoral pain. And, and specifically what we did is we modeled the patellofemoral joint. And we modeled it in such a way that we could estimate the, the compressive forces acting on the kneecap. And what we were interested, first thing, the first kind of question we looked at was, well, is does the magnitude of that, that force acting on the kneecap when somebody lands, does that correspond or does that correlate or predict um, how much and to what extent their pain at their kneecap would go up with repeated landings? And so you would think that, okay, with uh, the more you land, right, um, uh, With, excuse me, the larger the force that you experience when you land, uh, the more your pain would go up when you land. And that's what we found, in fact, that the more, you know, the the greater the force, um, the greater the the increase in the pain they experience when they land. And that's important from a clinical standpoint because our job is to try to get at or address what these underlying factors are. And so we feel like, okay, that force is perhaps one of these contributing factors and, and suggestive of that. And so, so it kind of hopefully can kind of help guide or direct maybe the development of, of treatment strategies
0: yeah and that makes a lot of sense because even in our class you talk about the physical stress theory and how you know the magnitude of forces and whatnot along with other components like uh, duration and repetition those yeah. forces can absolutely affect uh injury and whatnot absolutely yeah you bet yes yeah. so we love absolutely love hearing about your research interests and we know you can talk about patellofemoral pain for, for a while, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Probably longer than you guys want to sit around <laughs> yeah. the audience would want. of uh, students, No, so. we're sure that's not true. But, I'm sure uh, they love it too. Yeah, yeah, but we do have some more questions for you. So what are some of the keys for students in PT school to reach success inside and outside of the classroom? And what traits and parallels do you see in the most successful PT students?
1: Oh and that's really good. So it's kind of a multi-part question. Right. Um, so inside and outside the classroom, current PT students. That's what we're talking about. Right. Like, yeah. Those that are current. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think number one is is making a good network of of classmates, and I think that like to be successful, I think it's you know it, it requires students to kind of keep things in perspective. You know. Every now and then you get a student that just sails through PT school completely unscathed, that just kills it in every single class. But that's not really common. I think for most PT students, there's a class or two that they're going to struggle to a certain extent in. And, like, I think it's helpful to have classmates that you trust, that are sort of your friends, that you can sort of confide in. And just sort of like I tell students sometimes, it's okay if you need to, you know, if you don't do as well as you'd hoped on an exam or something like that to vent a little bit, you know. Everybody struggles in school, you know, and it's okay to talk about that, and and uh, doesn't mean that you're you're not going to be a fantastic physical therapist someday. I think the trick is to not let it influence your future performance, right? And and to do that, you've got to keep things in perspective, and just say, look, this is a long, challenging three years, and the likelihood of me coming through here and just surpassing my own expectations, uh, you know, on every single graded assignment, that that may not be realistic and that's okay. You know, uh, the main thing is that you, you work as hard as you can, uh, you prioritize your time wisely, you know, and, and you really just, uh, you know, put your nose down and go to work, you know, and and just really do the best you can. And then, you know, just, just roll with the punches. If it's, you don't perform as well on one great assignment, it's not the end of the world, you know, and I see PT students that get kind of tripped up on that. And, you know this stuff is just moves so fast that you don't have time to sit around and and think well gosh you know that was i wish i could have done better or you know i regret not doing better on this or that it just happens you got to put it behind you and move forward learn from it and and go on you know so i think being able to do that is important you know and having that network of friends that you can kind of see hey i'm not the only one that struggles occasionally other people do do t- other people do too you know so that's okay you know yeah uh, yeah, that's a good question. What else was the other part of that? Uh,
0: so, uh, the other question was, uh, what traits or parallels do you see in the most successful PT students? Like, maybe even like what are they doing outside of studying to mm. stay successful?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, and it's funny how, you know, you can define success in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Does it mean the highest grades or does it mean kind of balancing? I would say students that, that, that do well in class academically but also seem to really enjoy the program, they tend to be balanced, you know what I mean? And I always tell students, it's like, you know, uh, and as a former PT, when I was in PT school, my mindset was like, I'll stay up here all night, like I'll deprive myself of sleep and exercise and all these things, and I'll just grind it out, because that's sort of my approach to, to handling tough situations at the time, and man, I wish if I could go back to my former self in PT school, I would say, don't do that, because um, that's not, first off, there's nothing, I mean, that doesn't impress me as a faculty member anymore. What impresses me as a faculty member is a student that prioritizes study time, but also prioritizes their health and takes some time out of each day, carves out that time and makes it a priority to go exercise and to get some physical activity in and to interact with their friends or their classmates, maybe on a new intramurals team or, you know, maybe it's just going for a walk around campus, just something. To, to step away from it, you know, yeah. um, and I think, I think that's important, so I think students that balance, you know, um, that, that also take care of grades, I mean, it's a tough, it can be a, a tough balancing act at times, you know, but it's okay, it's a learned skill, I think, and so, you know, if it's hard at first, it's okay, you can get better at it, you know, and me, that's where, like, you know, talking to your professors can, can help with that, you know, in that respect, too, we're, we're here to help if Students are like, you know, I'm not sure why my grades aren't where they need to be. Maybe they're not balancing well enough. And so we can kind of help them kind of line out their schedule. But uh, also just getting to know other PT students, second- and third-year students, yeah. if you're first-year, talking to them and, and sort of seeing what do you do, what works for you, and how did you, you know, for this class, how would you, you know, prioritize study and that sort of thing. And, and um, you know, kind of taking the lead from folks who you kind of want to, you know, model your behavior after,
0: you know. It's like, yeah. you, you know, so... That would be my advice uh, in that respect yeah those are all really yeah. good points you know i mean just learn how to roll with the punches and like you it you, is yeah you guys have really uh, kind of influenced us to exercise as much as we can and you know get good sleep so without some of those healthy components in our life we're not going to have the attention and focus in class so that's really influenced our class to try and try and keep a balance Oh, well, definitely. and i'll tell you what i always tell students this too but
1: it's like when you get out of pt school um, and you start working as a physical therapist, if you're that student that, that is always just extremely concerned about making that hundred on every assignment or holding themselves to such a high standard and, and really allowing their, their sort of happiness or anything like that to sort of hinge on that, that, that number grade, um, you may find that that's really hard to sort of turn off. You know, it's not like a faucet that you can say, okay, well, now that I've graduated, I'm gonna stop being so ultra concerned about every little detail And I'm just going to go into the clinic and be, you know, live a normal life. Because let's be honest, if you're, if you're depriving yourself of sleep and you're staying up all crazy nights of the hour, all crazy hours throughout the night and that sort of thing, and that's what you're doing, that's not really normal. That's not sustainable for long-term. And like I've always said, you know, the best physical therapists are the ones that don't burn out, that, that can, that can do the same thing, treat the same population for 15 years, 20 years, you know, without getting burned out and, and that, that, that pace that a lot of students try to put themselves through in PT school to have success, it's not sustainable. And so you have to learn at some point that has to get turned off if you're not going to burn out. And um, so I always tell students, you know, I challenge them to try to learn that balance now. That's going to just – so I think that transition from school to, to, to working in the clinic full-time, it's a little more of a seamless transition if uh, – if you're, you're you're sort of thinking about that stuff now, learn to balance. Have a life outside of school now. You know, yeah. don't wait until you graduate to do that. You know, it's very doable.
0: Yeah, um, you just have to be deliberate. I think. You know, so I even think a burnout can be pretty prevalent with PT students too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, those yeah. healthy habits absolutely. are going to really uh, be yeah. a great way to prevent that. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. So, lots of times, I know students get focused on getting the highest grade or lose track of the big picture. Do you have comments on how students can foster a mindset that's more focused on the big picture and the things that truly matter?
1: Yeah, or just
0: ways to prevent that burnout. That kind of, yeah,
1: it sort of ties into what we were just talking about, Joey. About like you know, um, just you know, keeping it in perspective and, and, and seeing the big picture. It's like you know, it's okay. You know, if sometimes uh, you know you do the best you can and uh, you get past everything. But and I always tell students too, don't don't confuse me saying that with you know not not challenging yourself. I mean, you need to you know your, your, your limits and that sort of thing. And you need to always strive to do the best you can and work hard and, and prioritize. But um, at the same time, just, you know, I always tell them, think, is this a pace that I'm, I'm, I'm living at right now? Is this something I could do for the next five years or 10 years as a physical therapist? And, you know, if you're one of those students that just allows themselves to worry about every minute detail about everything that can be that can be problematic. It's it's probably served you well to, to get to this point, right? To do well, but you also have to learn to sort of curb that a little bit, to an extent, um, to a healthy extent, I'd say. Because uh, you know, if you're a student that just worries all the time, um, you're, you're probably going to be that way as a PT. You know, there's always something to to stress over as a physical therapist. It's just, you know, it's there's a lot of responsibility that comes with with a PT in the clinic and a full patient load, you know, and so you've got to learn to balance that and sort of uh, see the big picture. And it's it's tough, um, and it's going to vary from one person to the next, but that's just kind of my general advice, you know, to students.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So another question for you, coming back here to research a little bit. So Angelo State, our program is very focused on research and our own uh, PT students do their own research projects. Uh, why would you say that it's important for PT students today to understand and even perform research themselves?
1: Um, so the way we've, we've designed that into our program, among other things, one of the reasons we did that is, you know, so we, want, we, don't, we don't expect our students to, to leave PT school and to be independent researchers. That's not our goal. Our goal is to, to make you and to develop you into the best consumers of research that we possibly can, in your time here, and so we all kind of agreed as a faculty that one of the best ways to help you appreciate and really understand what goes into a lot of research projects is to allow you to perform what we call our capstone research projects, where you get with a, an advisor and you're working under an advisor to conduct these studies, and uh, and so we feel like, you know, those, that, that process, you know, a lot of students um, probably didn't don't, don't understand if they've never performed research, they probably don't fully understand or appreciate Um, The challenges associated with even something like getting the IRB to approve a study, you know, um, and then just, you know, carrying out the process from from the design and the plan of the research question to getting the approval for the study and then actually executing your your data collection and then performing your analysis and then finally disseminating that work. You know, that's a long, arduous process that a lot of students maybe don't appreciate. I think it helps going through that. It helps them sort of develop into being you know a better consumer of research and also looking at research perhaps in a different light than they otherwise would have um, and so that's one of the reasons that we do that you know that here and I think that why that, that's why I think among other things it's great for students to do that also when students conduct research it gives them the opportunity to share that at a conference and I, I could go on for days about why I think it's so important that PT students go to these conferences and really just appreciate just how broad you know the field is. Like if you go to combined sections meeting, which I hope you guys will at some point yeah. while you're in school. But um, man, there's literally thousands, tens of thousands of PTs there, and I mean just so many opportunities to learn about so many different niche areas within the pr- profession itself, and uh, all the the biggest you know names in the, in, in regards to research are there. Um, you'll see all kinds of uh, you know, vendors from various that you know with with you know with various uh just displaying all the newest technology latest technology things like that it's just a great place to go to learn and really get excited about you know what you're doing and you know it's a great opportunity so i always encourage our students to, to, to submit their abstracts to conferences like csm or the texas physical therapy association annual conference for those reasons as well yeah
0: that's something Joey and I are definitely looking forward to as well, hopefully going to those conferences someday and presenting yeah. our research. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that and then finally one other thing, I'll let you go on. But, like, hopefully, too, you know, you never know, but as PQ students, you know, hopefully there may be a few of you that want to go on to pursue a Ph.D. in oh, research. Yeah. And so, you know, just to kind of give you a, an exposure to research more than, than you would have had in undergrad, you know, it's it's an opportunity to kind of get exposed to see if it's something that, you know, give you a little taste of it. If it's something you like, then then you know just kind of plant the seed there for yeah. for after PT
0: school, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt, and I feel like the seed is being planted, you know, during these times right now. So that's definitely, never say never. Yeah, you, know, you never know. <laughs> Leave every yeah. door open while you can. PT school goes it's
1: fast, guys. It goes goes by very yeah. quick. So you we're know, right. you better
0: be ready. You know, don't yeah. never too early to start thinking about it. You know. Yeah, we're already one ninth PTs. Like, <laughs> <You> know, yeah, it's to think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But do you have any more advice for students who, or maybe even practicing physical therapists that are thinking about being educators uh, in their future or researchers in their future? Yeah, so if you,
1: you know, current
0: PTs that are practicing that would like to get into
1: education, there's a couple of routes to go um, depending on uh, the faculty and the positions that are available. So I assume if you're an educator, you're a PT that wants to get into education, you probably live within some driving proximity at least of some university or maybe it's an online program or whatnot, but you need to find a position that suits your kind of qualifications and your experience. And so um, typically faculty in a PT school, uh, they, they're sort of uh, either typically tenure track or non-tenure track, and that's gonna vary from one school to the next as far as what they have available. Um, generally speaking, very generally speaking, this, isn't, uh, this doesn't apply necessarily to every school, but generally speaking, tenure track positions are, are those for individuals that have uh, secured like a, a, a terminal degree, a terminal mm. academic degree, so generally that would be like a PhD or an EDD or an SCD, something along those lines. Okay. The clinical, the non-tenure track positions are typically those folks that have, have like a doctorate, a clinical doctorate, so like a doctorate of physical therapy degree, um, and typically they'll, they'll have like an expertise in, in clinical skills, it's not uncommon, um, and you can have some crossover there where you get folks with a terminal degree that are also have a clinical specialization as well, um, but it just kind of varies on and what the department has available and then what your skill set is, and if it matches up, then, then great, you know, go for that spot. Um, and then, of course, if you're working in the clinic and you want to pursue a terminal degree, there's different, different programs available, and those are going to vary from fully online to, to fully in person, you know, just kind of Depends on what your goals are, really. A lot of opportunity
0: there, though. A lot of options. All right. right. Really cool to hear. So kind of transitioning out of the research topic, um, what do you think is the biggest challenge for students on their clinicals or even new grad physical therapists on their first job?
1: Um, that's a good question. I think the big thing um, is for students. I think that, you know, they've learned all these clinical skills, but now they're actually putting those into practice. And so I think that that's a pretty overwhelming experience, you know. for I think that it's probably healthy, too, that it's a little overwhelming. I think there should be a little bit of just, you know, a little concern that you, you get things right, that you obviously don't ever injure a, a patient, you know. And so you should be concerned about that if you've never actually done it so i think that little heightened sense of anxiety maybe um and i always tell students that you know um, they just have to be confident and and comfortable to say you know what i'm not going to harm this patient i'm not sure what to do i'm going to get more information i'm going to do no harm first and i'm going to ask questions and and always encourage students don't be prideful always be willing to stop and ask questions because i certainly do on a daily basis i ask questions about things i don't know and I think that as long as students aren't scared to do that, they have nothing to fear in regards to, like, hurting someone. And that's, that's what we should be fearful of as, as PTs and clinicians. We don't ever want to do that. That's our, our Hippocratic Oath, you know, is we take to, to never do harm. And so I always tell students, just don't be scared to, to step back and say, I don't know the answer to something. I'm going to ask. And I think, uh, you know, with ex- it comes with experience, getting over that hump, you know, is comes with with good experience, and so I always tell students, be patient, give yourself time to really develop that that comfort level, Um, and you know, you you may compare yourself to other PTs, but be careful in doing that, because a lot of PTs that have been out for five or ten years, they make it look easy, you know, but they've been doing the same thing for five or ten years, and so, um, you know, they're not coming out of school probably uh, treating or or handling, you know, patients the way they are today, and so you got to be you know, just like I said, keep things in perspective. Um, realize that, you know, you're, you're an entry-level PT. You know, you're not expected to be an expert PT the day you graduate. And so sort of setting realistic expectations for yourself, too, you know, kind of knowing that and, and um, sort of, you know, having those expectations kind of calibrated to your skill level is important. You know, I see sometimes new grads, you know, are in the clinic, I feel like, Maybe put this burden, undue burden, on themselves to be experts and to have all the answers, and that's not the case. I mean, any seasoned PT wouldn't expect a new grad to have all the answers. You know, you should have more questions than you do answers, I think. And so, having that just sort of realistic expectation can avoid maybe letting yourself down. You know, and I think just kind of help sort of get over that sort of hump. I think of just sort of gaining that independence. You know, so yeah, makes a lot uh, of sense. I feel
0: like as a new PT, just jumping on this jumping on the scene you want to be the hot shot just like having all the answers but I guess that's not how it works at all yeah it's
1: okay it's okay to like to to find something that you learn a lot about and to share that by all means you know with other clinicians a lot of pts would love that sort of excited you know being excited and and, you know really invigorated and you come out of school and you're chomping at the bit and like you need to share that enthusiasm with your, your your colleagues but I think you know it, it can be overwhelming every day, forty hours a week. You trying to be the guy that has all the answers, and don't don't do that to yourself. You know, if you if it's not realistic. I mean, if you know an answer to a question that's posed to you in the clinic by a colleague, by all means, yeah, share the answer with them. But it's okay to say I don't know, or to to go to someone else and say, hey. This may seem like a dumb question, but I have a question. You know, that's okay. You know, um, you, you're never going to hurt someone if you stop and, and just ask questions and, and, and make sure that what you're doing is correct. I still ask questions to this day. I think that's extremely valuable. way of learning. and that's why I always tell new grads: make sure you land in a good spot where they've got a good support system, someone that can, that's that's willing and able to to maybe mentor you to a certain extent. I, I highly encourage new grads to find a you know that first job is so important to get that that mentorship oh, yeah. and so you know we, we push that pretty big on our, our new grads here if they ask our opinion you know that's kind of what we encourage them to do you know from as a faculty
0: yeah I think mentors are huge and you know whenever I go on my clinical rotations I hope my uh, CI is super excited to teach me things
1: yeah, yeah it's uh it's kind of yeah hopefully they will be and I'm sure you guys will have some good experiences with your CI's and stuff like that but
0: yeah for sure for sure um, so you yourself have you faced burnout as a physical therapist?
1: Um, I don't know that I, you know, I think when I so when I took the plunge and, and went back to school for my PhD, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think I'd been out of school almost two years working as a PT. And I think at that point, you know, I talked about having these patients with patellofemoral pain that really intrigued me, but yeah, I think to a little extent. I think I was getting a little burned out at the time and I think that was also part of my reasoning I think maybe I was like well maybe I'll I'll really lock maybe the the lab in that setting and I enjoyed research I think and so that's sort of why I may have taken that plunge but I you know in hindsight I'm um, looking back I was not learning as much at the time I was kind of stagnant as a PT and I think I was just sort of under the impression that well I'll graduate I've done all this work I've got this degree I've got this job like Life should be, you know, this, this job should be fun and this, you know, that sort of thing. What makes this job fun is when, you, when you're when you challenging yourself and you're, you're really getting out there and you're learning new things. And I think, like I said, I was a little bit stagnant. I wasn't really challenging myself with learning new material. I was just kind of, if I'm being honest, I was kind of going through the, the motions a little bit. And, and I was going, man, this isn't very satisfying. What's, what am I missing here? It wasn't until I got into my PhD and I was forced to start learning all this stuff and I was just like, wow, you know, I can't wait to get back into the clinic to apply these new things I'm learning. And the light bulb kind of clicked Um, and I'm like, gosh, you know, I was just missing the boat, you know, and, uh, and since, you know, it's like, man, I I love what I do and I've never looked back and I'm just, I learn stuff every single day, you know, I do, I'm learning new stuff all the time and I, I love seeing new research articles that come out and, new ways of thinking about the same problem or the same kind of research question, new ways to go about answering it. It's just like, man, it gets me excited. I get excited to see students that are learning, you know, just sort of this positive feedback from all the people that I've surrounded myself with that like gets me motivated and I love it, you know, it's pretty fun. So
0: yeah, really cool. Thanks a lot for that. So we have one final question to ask you. All right. What's your definition of a great physical therapist? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um man, so Oh, that's that's really tough. Yeah. When you gotta ponder ponder on for a little bit. Yeah,
1: think about it for a second. Um whose idea was this question? Was it yours, Joey, or Ethan? It, it was Ethan. definitely
0: Ethan's. Uh, <laughs> okay. It came up and I was like, Oh, this could be a regular question for the yeah, show. Uh, I like it though.
1: <laughs> man, it's a good question. So like, you know, I guess the canned answer would be a, a PT that gets great outcomes with every patient, right? Right. And and that certainly you could say would be true. If a PT gets great outcomes with every patient, it would be hard to argue that, that that individual wouldn't be successful, but I think there's so much more to a PT. I think that, you know, I feel like some of my patients that, you know, I was able, I've been able to connect with, you know, um, they may not have the greatest outcomes, let's, let's say, as measured with some functional outcome measure or, or whatever, some objective outcome measure, but um, I think that they would they would probably agree too that they're better off for having come see me, you know, than, than if they didn't. Uh and so, you know, I don't know. That's a that's a really hmm, gosh, how would I say a great, great PT? I think it's one that's able to connect with their patients, you know, and maybe someone that, that maybe intrinsically motivates their patients to strive to, to do better. I think that a lot of times if you can give a patient hope where a patient's kind of hopeless when they walk in, um, Regardless of their objective outcomes, I think that that takes a really successful, it takes a great PT to do that. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen patients interact with PTs before, and the PT just strictly talking to them, just sort of talking to them about their condition, and just sort of educating them in a really kind, compassionate way, and it, you know, the patient just you know breaks down in tears about it, you know, and it's like, man, uh, that that PT totally impacted that patient's life, you know. Um, but probably didn't do it through a lot of you know physical intervention, but just that 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 the ability of that PT to communicate right. is is critical, and right. so I'd say that was a pretty awesome you know PT that individual. Um, gosh, yeah, there's just <laughs> a lot of
0: ways to define that, guys. I don't really I have think a you and it fast. pretty well, you know, like a great capacity yeah. to connect with people and you know move yeah. people, very so, all you know, encompassing. Firm, yeah, and I, yeah, you know,
1: ultimately. Uh, we want to change the way they move, you know, right. I mean, improve their the their, their human experience through, through optimizing their movement, right, right. but uh, that's sort of like the, the, the mission of the APTA,
0: right, but um, it goes beyond that too, I think, to a certain extent, so. Sure thing, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, PTs are in a great spot to, you know, change someone's life, not only like physically, but mentally and um, socially, spiritually, so. Absolutely, man, yeah. there's nothing, no better feeling than Helping somebody else out, kind of putting their feelings above your own, you know, it's pretty rewarding to, to, yeah. do, to do that, you know, for a living. So, yeah, sure cool. thing. But uh, we really appreciate uh, having you on the show. We yeah. we got some awesome uh, tips and advice and more oh, yeah. life lessons from you. So well, it's fun, first for podcast sure. for me. So yeah, kind of exciting. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be invited to many more after this. Absolutely, anytime, guys. Anytime. Love <laughs> <For> you. <laughs> sure. All right. uh, so, if someone's wanting to reach out to you. Uh, what's a great way to reach out email uh, or
1: yeah you can get on the email so my email address is just lee lee.atkins a-t-k-i-n-s at angelo.edu or you can go to the Angelo State Physical Therapy website and you can just click on faculty and staff and you can see my contact info there and they can email me there and any questions or anything like that let let us know
0: all right perfect (laughs) really really cool yeah all right now let's go study for his quiz all right yeah (laughs) and got our uh, volleyball game coming up oh yeah there you go joey's the coach because his acl's messed up but we're getting there okay it's getting there mm-hmm. but, uh, all right thanks for, thanks for listening everyone thank y'all thanks so much for listening to the very first episode of the profession's greatest physical therapist, their past, our future podcast. Dr. Atkins was a very special guest to have on. He was the professor that really pulled me to go to the PT school I'm at right now, Angelo State University. And if you're interested in the school, please feel free to reach out to him. He's a very approachable guy. He'd be happy to help you out. But in other words, uh, just very appreciative of you guys listening. And it would mean a lot to us if you enjoyed the show to go rate. And uh give us a review, let us know what you thought. Good, bad, ugly, you know, be honest. (laughs) But uh I really appreciate your time. And uh stay frosty. That's Joey's quote, I kinda stole it from him, but so yeah.